0: oh no that's the pool of purging don't want to purge that would be a silly thing to do
1: hello and welcome to the oncast my name is Dom, was one half of the oncast i'm joined by tom say hello tom hello there hello tonight we're talking about the latest chapter in the marvel cinematic universe the falcon and the winter soldier six part series that has just concluded on disney plus yeah 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 so this is the second um of the of the new era of marvel so we've had one division um came out and then almost immediately afterwards was followed by the falcon and the winter soldier which is a very very different series <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah i mean it's uh one thing they've definitely shown off this year already if you think about you know division started in January, and here we are now in um, towards the end of April. We've seen a hell of a lot from Disney in terms of um, Marvel content on Disney+. Plus, and it's been very varied, I'll give them that.
0: Yeah, there's uh, it's, it's been a lot of jumping around a bit. Um, but what I will say is, you know, obviously in, what, a month, we're going to have, oh, well, six weeks, we're going to have Loki as well. So this is like three very, very different... I think Loki's probably going to have a little bit more in common with w- WandaVision. Maybe?
1: Maybe, but just like, I feel like it did want to be a mix of the two because I think what, what WandaVision had was that it was like, it felt like a TV show and it was like doing the whole sitcom thing. Yeah. And Falcon and Winter Soldier felt more like a movie in a lot of ways. And I feel like Loki will be a blend of the two in a way. Yeah. The scale of it will be like a movie, but it will have that sense of humor that's kind of more and quirkiness that that um one division had
0: early on yeah because um, it got pretty pretty dark at the end
1: yeah. um anyway but talking about falcon and the winter soldier so this is like the the entire continue- another series that picks up from the end of um avengers endgame and it follows um, sam wilson the falcon and bucky barnes the winter soldier who are like perhaps best friends and have been in the marvel cinematic universe since the very beginning yeah. it almost feels like now i mean Sebastian stand in the original First Avenger, um, Anthony McKee yeah. joining the universe with uh, the Winter Soldier, and they've been all the way through, and they're like Cap's two best friends, one from his old days and one from the new from the new days, from the post being Frozen. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, so I mean, it kind of was born out of, I guess, the banter that those two had together, for lack of a better <laughs> word, and sort of the <laughs> chemistry between two of them then like you know there were there were these moments in particularly in uh, civil war where they were just like you know get, niggling at each other whilst they were fighting spider-man or whatever and there's someone <laughs> somewhere in marvel went, you know what these guys need their own show and it was like yeah yeah and and then given where we are at in terms of the story and the passing of the mantles and and the sort of where, where we're at it's like this is the perfect opportunity for them to do that and it's like yeah it's, it makes so much sense for them to do what they've done
0: yeah, I. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was about to just suddenly get into it there, but yeah, it's um, they've really capitalized on the fact that these guys really have clear, really clear chemistry, and obviously get on really well together, and know how to bounce off one another in an effective way as well. I think, um, you know, I think a lot of that comes from Mackie because that seems like, or Anthony Mackie plays Sam because um, he comes across very much like that sort of person in real life.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although, but Sebastian stands it, like, the pair of, like the, they're great in interviews, the pair of them. Like you see the whole rivalry they have with Tom um, and that's been an ongoing thing. And like, like you can tell that they clearly are just really good friends. Yeah. And just enjoying each other's company. And that comes across on screen, even in the more, I mean, they get some intense stuff in it, in this series. Um, and I think I think basically what what we should do is kind of just talk through episode by episode, really, about how we you know how the story played. because for a start the first episode I was just blown away by it. Yeah. When the first yeah. episode drops, like because it's it starts off with this amazing action sequence with um with Sam, and it's like an aerial battle. It's in broad daylight. He's jumping in and out of helicopters. He's using the drone Red Wing. Yeah, and it's just. It, it's ridiculous like and it looks in quality it's insane um and then also within that same episode we have all the somber stuff where he's retiring the shield um they're going to the bank to get a loan and there's this whole undercurrent of of race tensions going on just like i was so impressed with the first episode
0: it is amazing like i had such like i had such high hopes going in for it and then when i saw it i was like oh this is this is exactly what i wanted this show to be you know, this is this is this is digging into like what a Marvel, like like picking away at the Marvel thing and sort of pushing out the edges and extending it out a little further, getting to know the people behind like the guy behind the shield, sort of so to speak, and behind the goggles and understanding like you know I I, I jumping ahead, but obviously you know we do get to a situation where we're addressing like the programming that Bucky had, um. But yeah, it it does a lot with with the time that it has. Yeah. It never really sort of yeah. There's not a lot of like hanging around, or not that I sort of found.
1: No, not really. I mean, like I say, it does book it a lot, and like to a point where, it, particularly like the middle part, I think we'll talk about that. It definitely feels like you can break it up into a three-act structure in terms of the whole series. There's episodes one and two, yeah, and three and four in the middle are, very, are like this globe trotting sort of all the stuff to do with Zemo and going to Madripoor and all that. That's in the middle. And then the final two episodes are back to the United States and sort of wrapping everything up, that everything's happened before. So it does feel like you can sort of break it up modularly. And like to me, I think the strongest it is, is those first two episodes first two episodes are just great because the really? first one sets everything up. It's you know, it's got the for the first episode, uh Bucky and um Sam aren't even in ever in the same room together. They're just dealing with their own shit. And you get this, yeah, you know, what's going on with Bucky in terms of him trying to work through his issues and go to therapy and figure out where his place in the world is now. He's got this whole backstory where he's hanging out with this old guy and you realise that he's the father <laughs> yeah. one of Bucky's victims which is really intense and you have like therapy sessions and I'm just like shit this show is like so and that's in the same episode as we got that crazy action sequence up front and I'm just like holy shit like this show is like something else do you know what I mean um,
0: it don't, yeah it really doesn't like fuck around like
1: no Um, it's an amazing pilot and then you get into the second episode where it just keeps that momentum going they get the pair of them to they go off on this first mission together and it's very sort of buddy cop and taking the piss out of each other, that sort of vibe that we got from c- Civil War, which is what we came here for. Yeah. Very much in that second episode. Um, but they kind of don't then keep that going so much. Like um,
0: <laughs> see that's yeah, this is where I'm gonna struggle because I've only watched each episode. Uh I think I've watched the first couple of episodes twice. And i watched the last yeah. episode no i haven't watched and that's that's it so i watched the first couple of episodes twice but i haven't really had the time to go back so i might get a little bit lost in like you might have to give me a a bit of a
1: well i just did i just did another i did another bit of a binge over the weekend after i saw the finale and then over the weekend i just like smashed through the whole lot and, like, when I said yeah when well, i didn't like actively watch it i kind of like had it on in the background. Uh, yeah but like watching it as a whole you start to see all the little you know how everything plays out and how one thing leads to another and um, it, it makes you know you see you see the bigger picture if you like yeah um, but yeah i mean the i mean the, the other major thing they did in this and it's partly really well done and then partly a bit of let down is john walker and the other cat uh
0: yeah yeah
1: so walk they introduce him at the end of the first episode so the whole first episode is you get um sam handing over the shield and um, basically so what we saw at the end of Endgame is that sam comes back and it's old man sam he's played by joe biden um and he hands over the to
0: sorry you said old man sam
1: oh sorry yeah, old man steve
0: yeah
1: old man steve <laughs> as played by the united states president joe biden yeah he hands the shield over to sam um and and the idea is that yeah you're i want you to take up the mantle it'd been something that fans had talked about for a long time in terms of in mean, the comic books that sam becomes the new captain america but bucky has also become captain america in different iterations so there was some debate amongst fans about who it is who was going to get the shield should get the shield and yeah In the end game there was a definitive answer we knew that Bucky sort of gives Sam the nod and said, you go. And it was very clear that this is the idea is that Sam is going to be the new cap. But then the theory starts and he's handing the shield over to be put in a museum, which at first I was just like, oh, shit. Okay, that's not what I was expecting. But it felt like he gave the speech and he was sort of saying, you know, we need new heroes Ones that are suited for the times that we're in yeah and this belongs to you And it's, it's this somber. then they had this conversation between him and Bodie, so that was great to see don chief a bit.
0: yeah that was um, brilliant actually that was a lot we
1: were both, yeah
0: like and, and especially it's like serving african-american
1: like yeah. soldiers and then both friends to, yeah and they're both dealing with the loss of like so obviously um for for roadie it's tony's gone and he's just and he's he's sort of dealing with that legacy something that they're gonna probably bring up even more when they get to armor wars where they're gonna get he's gonna get a full series yeah um and they're both dealing with the aftermath of like these people that they had before in their lives who are now gone and left this big hole and so now Sam's like what do i do without without steve around um this person who sort of defined defined a massive part of my life my relationship with him yeah um yeah, and like I say, and then also the whole idea of that, you know, they're the black men in the military, they have completely, you know, they have this sort of deep understanding that it's, it's unspoken. They don't really get into it, but it's there. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And it, it's like, especially in like with in, looking back in hindsight now, like some of the conversations that were had there is like, you know, for the lack of a better word, like uh, what's traditionally become. Like the black sidekick in in superheroes, you know, it's, and they address that in this as well with uh, you know, with Battlestar. So they've they've addressed like this really tricky subject quite early on, and been brave enough to sort of say, "Yep, we're gonna do this," you know, we're gonna talk about this because it ends up becoming such a an intrinsic part of the show that you um, yeah, it just becomes a lot more grown up
1: yeah it does i just so for me and this is part of so much as i really enjoyed the show i, I, I really really didn't know like week on week it's been great watching every friday and just uh, going out but now mm. that i can see it as oh there are things that i know is that i just i wish it had done that it didn't do and i think part right. of that was like so at the end of that first episode we get the reveal whereby although sam has handed over the shield the government that you know have decided that we need a new Captain America, and they've picked a guy to be Captain America who is this perfect soldier, white, blonde hair, blue eyes,
0: star-spangled man with a plan.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they've chosen him and given him the shield. Now, for me, that is fascinating, and they do they get they talk about it a little bit in the next episode, where you see like the PR campaign behind him and like rolling him out and putting him on good morning america and showing all the footage of him using the shield and like and sort of the whole idea that is like selling america on the new cap but for me what was missing and i really wish they dug into it is that like what was the the decision-making process behind picking him what's the pr spin on it like the guy you know i was prepared that the senator who is a a character who pops up throughout the series? He's the guy that told Sam, "Oh, thanks for giving us the shield, Sam. You did the right thing." Yeah. And then the one who comes out on the podium and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, your new Captain America." I'm like, he's the bad guy, right? Like he's the bad. Like, Sam's got to go to him and like, why the what the fuck? Like I gave you the shield to retire it. What the fuck do you think you're doing sort of thing? And yeah. he's gonna be like, you're gonna have some awkward, you know. And then we're gonna get into the the politics of it. And not only that. was also something missing throughout the whole thing, which was, what is the public's perception of what's going on? Yeah. Because like the public knows who Sam is, they obviously this whole campaign around the new cap is built towards the new pub, the public. But how do they, how do they receive it? Are they happy about the new cap? Yeah. Does the public embrace him? Do they go, oh, he's no Steve Rogers? Or what, what about you know what about um, Sam Wilson? He was our guy. Or do you know what I mean? like how there's no conversation about it, and that's what was missing. I I wanted to see that.
0: And I think yeah, I think there was a lot of there was a bit in there. You know, we are talking about there are parts when people are like the the post is there and they're like oh Cap is back and um you know uh you know there are a few things that did happen in that place and they go and they're talking about it and people are like rushing up and are asking for autographs and you know trying to get like a selfie with him and stuff but there wasn't there wasn't a massive amount of like the public outcry because i think yeah it is it's tricky because how much how much do you give to that
1: for me i would rather they give so I think that one of the biggest flaws in the whole series, and it's a it's a really common thing with Marvel, is the villain plot. Essentially, they have the, the flag, yeah, and Carly Morgenthal. They're just a little bit undercooked, and they're a little bit yeah. But then you also have yeah. John Walker, who's a lot better as a villain, but he's only partly a villain. And you've got the power broker as well. She's kind of a villain, or he spoilers. <laughs> Day. um but Jeremy, you know I mean? like that's all. That's all a bit disparate and not doesn't quite know what he's going for, and it's all a bit weird. All the hero stuff, I even the, the sort of the character arcs of both Sam and Bucky is really really strong. Yeah, but the stuff on the on the villain side lets it down, and that is a really common thing with Marvel.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that I've always said about Marvel as well, isn't it? Like they are just constantly like burning through villains, and yeah they've done a similar thing here like well i mean they've they've done kind of a similar thing here not to the same extent as they have done before but um they've set up that that, like they with what they've done with Carly. i think we can do full spoilers here can we really
1: yeah we we can do full spoilers like yeah if you've watched the series first of all definitely watch the series that's the main thing watch the series uh, because it's great, um, despite our nickels with it, it's really great. Um,
0: yeah, I'd say overall it's a really great TV. I think it's stronger than WandaVision. I think WandaVision has some great parts to it, but uh, once you get past the gimmick it becomes quite formulaic. Yeah. Whereas with this, it feels like, you know, it feels like it's trying to do something different. But not in the traditional sense
1: yeah it just yeah i think it just it stumbles at like i wish they they yeah well we'll talk about it after the spoilers let's get into spoilers
0: yeah um so yeah like
1: to me it's the that there was a really, there's a really obvious tie to be made between the villains of this and the and the heroes essentially, because the idea of the villains, and my understanding of it is this, and that they never really spell it out, but the idea is that the flag smashers they believe that the world was better when half the population disappeared during what they call the blip in the yeah. universe. Now, it's between the two Avengers movies, and there was half the population disappeared. What we're meant to understand about what happened during that time is that, like, the bigger economies of the world, like the US and the Chinas and all that, they had people flooding into their country to fill the suddenly vacant gaps to keep their, you know, keep the lights on, literally. Yeah. It's like the way it's put before. And so they they give this idea that they come in and they take over jobs and homes and all the rest of it. And then what's happened now is everyone's come back and they're basically being told, right, you've got to fuck off back to where you came from again. And it's this whole repatriation act is the thing they're going against, and the you know they're being put into camps before they can be resorted out. There's disease, and th- that's the idea of what has gone on in the background, the political climate, if you like.
0: Yeah. So that's- and it's like the refugee status of people that were already citizens of their countries, so that like people are being like treated really badly, despite the fact that you know they were all for lack of a better term like victims of like a pandemic almost you know we are talking about these people that have come back from something different and imagine if you know you'd gone into hospital with covid and you come out and somebody else had moved into your house yeah exactly and you're like oh okay like this is you know people are being like taken from their homes or or because the world has changed but that again like you say like it does feel undercooked because they're like, oh, the world was better before, yeah. And it just feels like- but we're just gonna kill people, and
1: it's like a yeah, they just they're talking generally in sort of high like it's all rhetoric and hyper. It's like the, the beasts who run these corporations, they're the bad guys, and like, but it's never, it's never like fully, it's always told, not shown. I feel that's the problem is that they need, yeah, they need to show it, they need to show. Government's coming in and kicking people out of that. It's like, well, I've made this life for myself in the last few years. Me and my family came here from Mexico or wherever, and now you're telling me that because all the people are back, I've got to fuck off. And given the rest of of this story, in terms of Sam taking up the mantle, all the stuff with Isaiah Bradley and everything else, that would be really, you know, powerful. Not only that, you've got the whole Captain America being like half his name is a country. Do you know what I mean? He's one of the only. Uh, heroes where his nationality is a massive part of it and like when yeah. they introduce John Walker, they don't say oh we, the world needs a new hero they say America needs a new hero and it's this whole yeah that, the nationalism the sort of xenophobia all that sort of stuff that comes as part of being wearing the stars and stripe on your chest and it's like is that what like to some people some Americans that is what Captain America is all about and so they want to see the white Captain America going and kicking out all the all the um, immigrants who've come in here over here and stolen our jobs, and that's what they want. Sam is like, no, that's yeah. what America's all about. That's what this show could have been. Yeah, but I feel like that was that's too political for Disney. They couldn't have done that. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think they I think they started to sort of tiptoe very carefully, talk around it and walk around it in the last episode. Like, there were some very straightforward things that he's saying is, you know, I am, you know, I'm a black man wearing this costume, wearing and carrying this shield. You know, don't tell me I don't understand. Yeah. Because, you know, there are some more sort of symbolic things there about, you know, when somebody, like you say, somebody from like an immigrant workforce that have come over from, say, Mexico to help rebuild America or to take up the jobs that are being lost. And now they're being kicked out of the jobs. They're being sent back to Mexico speaks a lot about like the emancipation proclamation of these people that are like, Oh yeah, you were, you're free now. Um, and you know, you, 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 you're free, but you can't work here. You know, we don't, we, we don't want you to live here because this is where we live
1: again speaks like and isaiah was talking about yeah you know, when um black servicemen came home only to find white uh, crosses burnt on their lawn it's like it's so thematic yeah like, you could tie all these things together they just didn't quite do that do you know what i mean like it, it i can see where it all could fit but they just needed that, a bit more of that connective tissue to make it all sing together <laughs> do you, know, do you know what i mean because they were too concerned with yeah going, oh we've got to go to magic for an episode why because like we, because
0: we need to introduce Madraport.
1: Mad needs to be in it because it's probably gonna be in Shang Chi. Um and yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. So it's just like mm, and we need to get Zemo back. And it's like why? Because everyone loves Zemo and look at all the memes. And like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm be that
0: yeah, thing. I mean that's introducing Zemo and making him he was great and I think he served as um <sighs> that's one of the things that i've got about this show is that zemo is uh the one guy that built that beat the avengers and did so with like righteous indignation you know and he did it without um being an invincible space robot or being a giant purple alien with the powers of a god and being all of this like he did that through strategy and thought and meticulous planning and processing, uh, and then they play him off as like essentially like Euro trash uh, who has like a couple of like pithy lines, and you're like, this guy is like a proper nemesis." I mean, I, and I now you're just
1: <laughs> yeah, they kind of redeem it a little bit at the end with that um but given how everything yeah like and the fact that i feel like the potentially there's more to come from him um but yeah i, I know what you mean i know what you mean they kind of they, they sort of nerfed him a bit
0: yeah that's exactly like what uh i was worried about and they kind of did and like this the stuff in madripoor kind of worked but could have done with two episodes
1: Well, now we're going to Magiport like they went and found Zemo broke him out went to Magiport then ended up somewhere in Europe and it all happened in the space of 45 minutes and she's just like oh holy shit oh and then, like, like the yeah. one that really stood out to me when Sharon Carter turned up and just like just exposited her entire story for the last five years in like one like, fell swoop of dialogue like she just went oh I'm on the road I don't speak to my family anymore I can't what are you guys doing now? I was like, holy shit that was a lot of information you just passed out in the last 10 seconds yeah like, um, and yeah, it did feel like that particular episode like that was where the pacing issues came in is like I said those two episodes in the middle. And then toward the back end, I think like again the next strongest episode for me was probably the fifth, the penultimate one where everything slowed down. And you got Sam going to speak to Isaiah Bradley and yeah and Bucky. And it, 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 everything just took a minute. We, yeah. It had
0: time to let things breathe.
1: Benefit of it being a show rather than a movie, yeah. Like, I just feel like I would rather they use that time and keep it all in the in the United States. Have like the flag smashers be from within the United States who are being threatened with deporta- deportation, and like, but you know, what about the life I've built here for the last five years? And like, have that be the thing rather than I don't. I never understood Kai as the leader of these people. It never quite made sense to me, mm. and I was expecting some sort of expository right, this is what happened to her and her family and this is what she did to then become the leader of this group. But it they never they never explained it. It's just she she's got a lot of political speeches. Um and she's just a little English ginger girl who we're all gonna die for apparently. It just seems a bit weird. It's just a bit odd. Like <laughs> I never quite understood it. No. Um and not to you know the, the the actress does a great job. I can't remember. Erin she was in Solo as well. Played basically the exact same part in Solo. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed a bit odd to me. I don't. I yeah. I don't get it. Um. But yeah. I mean, where did, where did we start? I mean, the other thing they could have done better, I guess, is with um John Walker. Um, I feel that he was a great like antagonist because he was just a piece of shit. Like you hated him immediately. and
0: unnecessarily like there was no real sort of justification for the hate that he got other than that he was like this all-american boy that wanted to be captain america and at that point even then you're like oh you know i don't like this guy because he wants it you know you shouldn't you shouldn't want it you just you want to you want to you want to help you don't want to you don't want to be the the guy that wants you know he's the square-jawed smug looking guy He's but,
1: uh, Bobo, but he's just like, yeah, I'm kind of the government. And like, yeah, I'm kind of America. You know, I, he introduces everywhere as Captain America. As like yeah. Steve never introduced himself as Captain America. He just says he's Steve Rogers. The Captain America part is evident. Like, yeah. I mean? Like, he, he was so like, just with himself. And he was a piece of shit. Then, yeah, he just, and they had a great sort of antagonistic relationship with him. Like, Bucky had shit. I loved all like, the little niggles, the buggy had with himself. So like, Things are getting really intense for you, aren't they? Just like, just to see, just to see if he can get a rise out of him, um, and like when he's fighting with the Dora Milaje, it's like just shouting out at the side, like we're not going to help, let him get his arms yeah. kicked. Yeah, <laughs> just like looking, looking strong there, John, <laughs> as he's getting his ass kicked. <laughs>
0: and and that's the thing. He's like he's the rich kid in class, and he's the guy with all the toys, and the guy that you're just like. Uh, You want to hate him because he is like the know-it-all jock with the sports car and everything. But he just wants to be in the gang. Yeah. You know, he wants to be that guy. He really wants it. He's desperate for it. And he's like the try-hard. But then, yeah, I thought they were going to go a bit of a different route with him. I thought that they were going to do here similar to some of the comic sort of arcs is that then when they were like, oh, he's, you know, he's peak human performance and he's this and he's that and he's super smart and he's super fit and he's super strong and he's got all of this. And they showed him training with the shield and I thought it was going to be like, he's like behind the scenes, been working with the power broker to um like, take some of the like the super soldier serum sort of thing not um uh so yeah he's like working with the power power broker to sort of get super soldier serum and then but he's sort of becomes more unstable with the the more that he uses or the less that he uses or whatever yeah so he needs to keep like working for the power broker and that was why they they were going to go then he it was going to be revealed that oh you know this captain america's got got like got drug problem
1: opportunities to tie it in together like tie the disparate parts of it together but they just decide not to take them it's weird it just it feels like yeah and i feel like i mean it's been talked about that like there was potentially a lot of reshoots and rewrites and stuff happening on the show yeah because they went they had to stop production because of covid and then restarted it up again um and then you know finished the, the filming that they had to do and there's some been some suggestion online that maybe there was some sort of a pandemic storyline yeah that got cut and there's quite, there's some fairly compelling evidence for it. There's like, there's a um, video on the, uh, anyone who's interested, I and have a look on YouTube by a guy called Mando V Movies, who does a lot of these sort of video essays. And he sort of pulls and put things apart and goes, that's an odd line for them to have. Well, there's a moment in the second episode, I think it is, where they stop them from hijacking a, you know, the bad guys from hijacking a truck for the vacuums. Yeah. And then like someone, one of the, you know, uh, Mother Daniel, or whatever, some person who's important to Carly dies of tuberculosis, but no one ever says it on screen. They say it through like VR dialogue where no one's actually saying it. it's like there are a few things like that where it's just like, yeah, that would make sense actually. Yeah. um So it was interesting to see if that might have influenced it. And then I think the other big obvious one is as we talked about with us, is the really weird turn that John Walker has at the very end.
0: Yeah that's yeah that that's screams, that's screams reshoots to me because that's like it's gotta be
1: it's gotta be like he, in the, the episode before like again like they're they set him up as such a good protagonist uh, antagonist because like he has the whole he takes the serum for himself because they had the debate in that episode about would you take it sam absolutely not whereas um battle um is like no nope, absolutely i'd take it he gets the opportunity to take it. He's, you know, he worried his ego's damaged because of the Dora Maman kicked his ass. And they and they weren't even super soldiers. And so he takes it. And then he goes mad and, and kills a man in the street. Um and that's filmed on on you know everyone's smartphones and stuff. Mm. And then, and then, you know, and then he gets dishonorably discharged and he's screaming, I am Captain America when he's about to kill Sam. He screams it again while he's being called up in front of the um, the committee or whatever who are, are, you know, discharging him. But then in the very next episode, he sort of turns around and then, I oh, know he's all right, really. He's a good guy.
0: Yeah, he's fine now. He's a bit kooky.
1: He starts off on a bit of a revenge mission and then he, he has a moment of crisis where he could go for revenge or could save the day and he chooses to save the day.
0: Yeah, he builds a weapon at home, which yeah, is always a bit so concerning good for a protagonist good. to have. Yeah, and then yeah, it's I don't know whether they were going for like a
1: like an Iron Man vibe in there. Like, I don't know. I think to me, like the whole the whole where it should have ended out is that it was going to be because again, we don't know. It's all about that, that public perception thing never got talked about because he killed a man in the street with the shield. Yeah. And there was blood on the shield. And it's like, to me, like that's like, does that not besmirch the shield forever? And that's like what everyone was saying at the, after the episode finished. It's like, you've ruined the legacy of Captain America because that's what people think. Mm. So then I wanted it to be if, like, there's a public fight between Sam and this other Captain America. And it's like, what do people think about who should have the shield should the shield even be a thing anymore after this this event yeah happened? but it's just never really gets talked about he just turns up again with the shield um was all right with it and then sam turns up and everyone claps him and it's like well what about last week where the guy beheaded someone in the street <laughs> like we just forgetting that then
0: yeah
1: it just seems like they they had a really strong feed-in for that to be part of the finale and they just sort of dropped it for whatever reason
0: yeah and i don't i'm i'm very much of the same like i don't get the the us agent tidy end that they did here
1: yeah and that's that's another thing that again is seems like a massive like rewrite or rework because they have these scenes with um
0: julia louis- julia louis dreyfus
1: hands up yeah um who's playing Madame hydra potentially
0: oh, one she of the been Madame been Hydras
1: yeah um and they make a big deal out of her she turns up she has these weird like she's a bit of a weird kooky like recruit like an anti nick fury like
0: yeah recruiting bad i mean that's essentially what she is really she's um she's like a nick fury like her and nick fury had um a relationship um in the past they've always been like an off on thing and then later on in the series in the comics she becomes the new madam hydra which i uh, you know i'm kind of maybe seeing a little bit of but at the same time not so much like really interested to see they've
1: got to move on from hydra They can't be hydra again we?
0: well i mean yeah hydra is like Well, you know, you say calf one head. Hydra is basically a modern equivalent to be able to be like, look, it's the Nazis. Um, and then you don't feel bad for like when Hydra agents get killed because they're all like, where they're all in that they're all identical like victims. They all wear the same costume and they all work with Red Skull and Zemo. Um, and uh, what's his name? I've forgotten his name now. Not Zemo. Zola. Yeah, that's it. I Zola. So yeah, that's kind of like the 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 thing that they can be like, oh they can ref- talk about Nazis and white supremacists without talking about Nazis and white supremacists, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: So it's always it's like an easy villain. It's the comics code authority you can thank for that sort of thing. Yeah. Same uh, as the magia. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: magia, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, like, I don't know what they're going with that, but, the, but that's another thing. Like I say, she is another indication to me of reshoots. Because yeah. the, the rumours now, now that it's been revealed that she's in it, it's like, well, apparently she was meant to be in Black Widow, potentially. Okay. Um, And they've just, it feels like something they've come in and randomly shot after the fact. And clearly she only ever has scenes with White Russell as John Walker and his wife. Yeah. Those the, Like she never speaks to Sam, she never speaks to Bucky. She never has any other dealings with anyone else to do with the plot just him and i'm like i like those scenes with her and his turn at the end are things that were rewritten and reshot yeah for the purposes of setting up the dark avengers or the or whatever it is together
0: yeah uh, and that makes sense that's
1: fine i mean yeah it makes sense i mean as i think about it in terms of the rest of the you know the marvel universe i feel like falcon and winter soldier for for the moments where it does some amazing stuff and a lot of that i mean we have to talk about isaiah bradley in a bit but yeah it's it's positioning in terms of marvel is like it's like age of ultron it's a connective tissue piece that sets up much bigger things to come you need it in order for the rest of it to work but on its own it may not be the best thing they've ever produced yeah do you know what I mean? So, like, Age of Ultron is probably the weakest of all Avengers movies. But if you didn't have Age of Ultron, we wouldn't get um Vision. We wouldn't get um Wonder. Scarlet
0: Witch, Quicksilver.
1: Happens. Exactly. And yeah. also just the fact that then when the Avengers do break up in Civil War, it means more because they've been together longer because they've had another movie Yeah, working as a team. So it's contextual and, and that's it's it's point in the whole in the wider scheme of things and it
0: also demonstrates a lot of the like the cracks that you've seen early on yeah and within the that, teams that are sort of like
1: yeah so i feel like yeah sort of demonstrated here once you get once we see it in the wider context that's what it will be like that it will be a connected thing it's like well yeah we had sam gave him the, you know steve gave him the shield at the end of the game but we couldn't just turn up and then he's Cap next. There had to be more to it than that. And this is mm. this, this story is. Um, and a big part of that is, yeah, Isaiah Bradley. I keep talking about him, but we haven't said it. Isaiah Bradley is a character they brought into this and they did it really well. I still wish they'd done more.
0: There's so much more they could have done with this. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's good that they've done this here and talking of like the sort of the familiarity of side of things about, um, like Eli, his, his, his grandson.
1: That's a very big point of him being there and showing him over and over again. So like, yeah, clearly they've got plans for him as well.
0: Yeah. So, um, Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley is what is like the second Captain America, I think um so he was one of a series of african-american men who were in the in the army and were told that they were going to be in like the science corps and were then horribly experimented on and these are real things that happened you know like when we talk about like the tuskegee experiments and stuff like that which is like um men who were uh were african-american people were told that uh yeah oh yeah you've been tested for all this medicine and you know we're gonna make sure that you're helping save lives all across america and it's really important you're doing a great job you're saving lives and we're just gonna check check this tetanus thing on you and then uh and then that's it that's all you have to worry about nothing else and then it turned out they just infected them with syphilis because they wanted to see what the effect would be, you know and it's like testing on their own people, people that gave their lives for the country, people that were you know like fifty years out of slavery and had no intention of doing anything good. they would just fuck you, you know we're gonna we're gonna experiment on you. And it's and it's that's one of the things that they explored with with the uh, that Captain America series as well is that you know he stole this costume and went and did a lot of these things. So it's, it's fairly comic accurate in that
1: yeah I mean like
0: what it the, says and what it does uh,
1: yeah he, he stole the costume and went and saved his men and they locked him up for it and it's, and it's very like yeah it's amazing that when you think about he's telling a story and Bucky's in the room it's like that's exactly what Steve did. Like when he first became Captain, yeah. America, when he stopped being a mascot and actually became a hero you know, and saved a group of men from behind enemy lines, Bucky included, and Bucky stood there and went, hey, "Let's hear of Captain America." Steve becomes a hero. I yeah, does the exact same thing and gets put in jail for thirty years and experimented on and, and yeah, yeah, just and erased from history. And it's like, fuck. And I was yeah, I was really impressed that Marvel brought it out and made that point. I just wish they'd done maybe a little bit more with it they may yet because i mean the other thing that people have pointed out is that the actor who they got to play him uh, is significantly old uh younger yeah. That they yeah make. yeah so it's almost like i was expecting there to be some sort of flashback episode or something so i feel like that could still happen potentially um not this episode obviously because what, what the other thing that's been what we found out in the context we've got to think about it, is that literally the day after the finale came out the finale came out on friday saturday they announced that yes, we are making a new captain america movie with anthony mackie's the new cap yeah um and that's what we're doing we're doing not a season two of falcon and Winter soldier we're making a movie and i'm like i'm so I'm, that's perfect that's exactly what i want yeah even the biggest biggest platform possible and a giant billboard with anthony mackie as, as captain america yes yeah. please. like i'm all over that and it might mean that they get more scope to get into some of these deeper things and like i want what would have been great to have throughout this something like because one of the ways they always did like a shorthand for showing you what's going on in like the, the, the any conversation is to show you just the media and they did, they've done it before i remember they did stuff like in um iron man 3 where like you know when they uh the iron patriot armor got brought out yeah and they show like the late night talk show host like taking the piss out of it and things like that so it gives you an idea of what the what people think about things and so like it would have been great like throughout this series like a, a couple of times you had just like a a talk show like a jay jones jameson can you imagine yeah we had like a like a phone-in show for people like ringing up and just giving him shit like i don't think this guy should be captain america and he like what are you talking about john walker's a war hero he's got three medals of honor i think I, I think he was right to kill that guy in the street and just have that debate or like the the argument that like you know that isaiah puts to um to Sam is they will they will never let a black man be Captain America. And it's yeah. like why? What's the what's the reasoning behind that? Like what's because what would the public perception be? Would there be a because I mean we get even in real life we get things like like dickheads like you know Piers Morgan having having an opinion about how there can never be a black James Bond because James Bond is a is a character.
0: Yeah.
1: Now take that and put that in a real scenario whereby mm-hmm. we're talking about real
0: thing well we're talking about people you know we're talking about somebody um like donald trump who was asking for barack obama to provide the copy of his birth certificate because he didn't believe that he was born in this in, in in america as an american citizen he thought he was uh and he thought he was an immigrant and a legal immigrant who was born in africa you know he didn't 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 think to actually yeah. have the that, that sort of sense right. of mind.
1: I just wanted to see things like like do you do I even remember like things like in the boys where they have like the, the focus groups about whether to call them you know terrorists sound scary. Let's call them stupid villains. That sounds more that sounds friendlier, like that kind yeah. of thing. Like I would love to have seen like behind the scenes, like again, what were the PR decisions behind making John Walker? As opposed to sam wilson what it, they they plaster over it, and it's exactly what um what um, sam says at the end is that you use words like terrorist and refugee because it gets around the word what around the question why yes you just call them terrorists and that's it they're terrorists it's like yeah but why are they terrorists why are they pushing against you you haven't thought about that no one's ever that you just brand them as terrorists and you send john walker in there to kick their ass and he beats the shit out of him. I love the other little detail that I noticed is like when they have that that part where John Walker turns up as cap and does a raid on a yeah. on somewhere that where Carly has stayed and he's like beating the crap out of everybody. And he goes up to the guy and the guy's speaking, I think, French, and he goes, Oh, I don't understand. Get a translator, bring me a translator. And said, don't you know who I am? Jove yeah. up against the wall. But I love that he needs a translator in Earlier on in the series, uh, Arabic man comes up and speaks to Sam, thanks him for bringing his, mo- uh, his wife back to him. Yeah. Um, s- um, speaks to him in Arabic.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a good touch, isn't it? That's why
1: yeah, but that's the kind of thing I notice in watching it again. Do you know what I mean? Little things like that. It's like, yeah. This is why you're, you're Captain America, Sam. And, but even, I mean, there are less subtle things like that. Like, you know, he tries to talk uh, Carly down throughout, he tries to understand where she's coming from. He, gets, he even simply says, look, I, I agree with your fight, I just can't agree with how you're fighting it. And the whole idea of him being a, a counsellor for people who've been in war, which is going yes. that when we were first introduced him, he was someone who used to help veterans adjust back to the real world. And it's like, the more you think about it, the more you go, fuck yeah, Sam is like the perfect Captain America, right, this is exactly what we need. Um And in that final episode, he really gets to do it. Um But I think to me, what's more impressive in that final episode is, is the speech, really.
0: Yeah, like I loved the the sections where we're seeing the action and we're seeing him sort of swoop around and be, yeah. be Captain America with the falcon wings. But the most important part of that was the fact that he wasn't fighting Carly. He was defending himself. Right. And the fact that he's not, um, you know, he's not running around with a gun. He's using his wings and using like non-lethal, attacks and he's thinking yeah. strategically around stuff he's not he's doing like t- tactician shit here. he's not just punching somebody in the neck you know
1: yeah like his solution for how to get around the, the helicopter thing was like let's find out anyone who's in the helicopter has got flight training yeah that kind of ingenuity and a lot of the yeah just the fact that they, they're such a really good um sort of demonstration of what he, his version of being captain america because he's still very much the falcon he like he uses all the same sort of tactics and and gear that he had in that first episode like action sequence using red wing using his like athleticism how to use the wings using them as a shield using them as a weapon
0: yeah
1: and then you just added in the actual the you know the vibranium shield to that and then he's sort of adapted to his style to suit based on his awesome um, <laughs> Montage scene from the previous episode Where he's learned to use the shield which is-
0: Even Rocky needs a montage Even Falcon needs a montage
1: Yeah, I just can't I can't wait for
0: uh, For the purpose of the recording Dom has left the building can
1: you hear me now? Oh,
0: yeah, I can hear you now Right, I can do that then. Very different audio, but yeah. Uh, so, readers, apologise for that. Uh, we've had some slight technical issues that we're working around, and yeah. hopefully, won't have any more again.
1: Yeah. Um, so we're just going to sort of wrap up our thoughts on. <laughs> Falcon and Soldier, really, before we have any anything goes horribly wrong. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> actually, I think what often happens on episodes like this is that we we focus on the things that we'd rather they do or the things that, um, you know, where we were disappointed. But that's not to say, I think, from my point of view at least, that we didn't really enjoy this because I did. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. Just because there are things that or it didn't do quite what I wanted doesn't negate what it did do. And some of the stuff he did do in terms of like the character building for Sam and for Bucky, like there are some amazing even in the the lesser episodes or the ones that I thought were weaker, you get moments like Bucky in Wakanda breaking his conditioning.
0: Oh my god, yeah, that was
1: amazing scene and just like so well done. All the stuff with the Dora Milaje again when they turned up, I was worried. I was like, oh god, no, what we gonna are they gonna talk around the fact that the king's not around? But then they made that work really well. And it was just a sort of another reminder of how big the world is. and Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, of course they, uh, yeah. If Zemo got broken out of jail, of course they'd come. And then she explained it's like, you understand that we're the Guard and this guy killed the king. Yeah. So we're, we're not going to let this go. Like, and then it was like, even to a point where you feel to yourself, they might not even have told T'Challa that they're coming to deal with this because they're still like ashamed about yeah. the fact. But also that they might
0: not, they might not need to.
1: No. because they they
0: are they're like an independent military force you know the the queen doesn't know about all the military operations going on in this country
1: yeah true true you know Uh, but but they are yeah they're there is the king's guard though aren't they yeah i don't know it's interesting um but but yeah they they were great to see them turn up um and we've got some great moments with them um and yeah and just Uh, I do
0: yeah i think like there are there's a lot to say about sort of like the performances from everybody as well. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, what, well, there is a lot to say about it, but we, I don't think we de- definitely need to go into this. I think to be a bit gushy for a minute here, like we've seen some of the best that we've seen from both Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, Stan throughout Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, like as so, much as Sebastian Stan's great at doing like the angry brooding Saki, saki like, the combination of putting that all together really effectively and having him play off of somebody like anthony mackie who can do the fun bright side of things but then also conflicts like really quickly into like serious mode yeah really sort of levels this up because they've yeah. got amazing chemistry and then you can also see how like the way that the characterization sort of sits in like Bucky doesn't make those jokes with people he doesn't really like. No. So he'll make like a flippant comment to like his therapist, or he'll make a flippant comment comment to Sam, but he won't he won't do that to other people that he's met or other people that are out and about. Like, which is sort of demonstrated when he goes on that date.
1: Yeah, like he's really awkward that day, and yeah, so, yeah. Again, that's why like it's all the second episode or the first two episodes, like. It kind of, it wrote a check that the rest of the show couldn't quite sign, I feel like, the first two episodes. Both from yeah, a... were they
0: directed by, like, somebody else? Or no, were they... They...
1: the whole series was directed by the same person. Right. Carrie, I can't remember now, um, but it was a female director, I can't remember her name. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Carrie Scogland. SK okay yeah. yeah. Um and then the the, uh, the main like uh, showrunner writer on it is a guy called um Malcolm Spellman. Okay. And he's the guy like he did a, he's done a lot of work on things like um power and empire. Um yeah. by Black Led shows and now he's the one who is now who is writing the script for Captain America 4. Brilliant. So he's like, yeah, they've obviously been impressed with his work on the show and gone right, yeah. You, we're gonna give you a bigger canvas now. See what you can do, sort of thing. I'm just like, yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah. it, it All round is just it's a great. And and speaking to that in terms of where it's going, if this is if that's the point of this, is that that we're using it as a leapfrog to then get into the kept the next cat movie where it's all about Sam taking up the mantle. Perfect. Like we've dealt with some of the we've we've started to scratch the surface of what that imp- implies. And maybe in the next, in the movie, we'll get more into it. Like we, with the stuff we get with Isaiah in the final episode, him and Sam are talking, he goes, you understand what you, what it is you're taking on. Yeah. And people are going to be coming for you. And like the way Sam talks about, you know, in his in his speech, like I can, I can feel the, the stares and the judgment. And it's like, I, this isn't something they're just going to sweep, like deal with. And like in the next, um, in the film, I very much doubt they're just going to go. And then Sam was Captain America and everyone was fine with it. And that was the end
0: yeah I do, I would, that's that's I, my main
1: fear i hope they don't do that anyway um but yeah but we'll, we'll have to see but i i feel like the way they were talking about it at the end is kind of the thing where again through rewrites and stuff they would have taken that out if they weren't going to do something with it
0: mm. uh,
1: potentially and again and again the speech there are elements of the speech the fact that the things that he said in there and um the, the sort of telling off a senator which is exactly like you said that's that's what you want captain america to do isn't it yeah tell off a senator and sort of, and put it down to them so that you understand that you guys have the same power that something like thanos does where you can just you're a completely unstoppable force that can make people feel helpless and tear them out of their homes now that we've had thanos we all understand what that feels like so surely we can start to be better as a, and, you know, we we can have we've got common understanding, we have a common enemy, a common enemy and a common understanding. Why can't we do, you know? And it's like, yeah, Captain America more suited for the times we're in. This is it. This is Sam, and it's, just, it's amazingly poignant. Like now, given the the way the world is, because it's like in the Marvel universe they had the snap. In the real world, we had the COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah. And it's it's so weird that I like not, you know, equating something from a movie to something in real life is, is odd, I know, but it's just a weird twist of fate, I guess, that there are these there's such a real world parallel that we can all get our heads around now almost. It mm. is this, this unifying thing that doesn't matter where, you know, what country you're from or what your you know political beliefs are or anything, it has affected everybody. Um, people have lost their jobs, people have lost their lives, and it's just this unifying thing that everyone has to come together to fight and it's in the real world and then in marvel there was a purple bloke who snapped everyone away for five years it just means that and the same with the like you're saying with the the isaiah bradley stuff is that in the marvel universe they experimented on black men and tried to recreate the super soldier serum in the real world they were shooting them up with vd <laughs> it's it's taking something you know that's real and putting that comic book spin on it so that we can have those conversations in a pop culture setting and i just hope that they'll continue to do that with the new captain america franchise as it is sort of now going to be um because i mean the previous three films have all been written by the same guys who then wrote endgame and um Infinity War, they're now off it obviously, and now it's become this, it's gonna be Malcolm Svelman and Anthony Mackey's franchise, and it'll be a very yeah. different thing. But I want it, I want a whole trilogy. I want to really, you know, can long live Captain Mackey, Captain, you know, Captain America. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. Like
1: I wanna see like so the next movie can be him, you know, more about him taking on the mantle. Movie two is, is just like him putting together the new Avengers. Yeah. rallying them all together like yeah yeah i can't wait i'm so so down
0: (laughs) or the inspiring the young avengers the young avengers
1: yeah
0: who with with whom a lot we've seen already
1: oh yeah they're definitely doing young avengers almost certainly yeah but i feel like i feel like they're gonna have like multiple avengers teams we're gonna have young avengers we're gonna have the main avengers we're gonna have dark avengers we're gonna have Neapolitan avengers we're gonna have hazelnut avengers
0: yeah Whole, gonna be a fish food
1: avengers fish food uh a hunk, hunk of burning fudge um yeah stark raving hazelnut um uh, yeah anyway we're, we're rambling at this point but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah captain america um and that that was the other amazing touch that i loved right at the very end as well when it may changed the title as it came up at the end
0: yeah, to, I thought that from, was
1: brilliant. From Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and just like Bucky stood behind him and like nice going cap, taps him on the shoulder as he's walking away wearing the suit. It's just like yes, yes, it's such a fucking like triumphant moment, and I love it.
0: It was so um, good, and just
1: the idea of just like Bucky being look, whenever you need me, I'll be there. And he's I, he has the same relationship with Sam that he almost had with with steve it's just like look i've always got your back It's not like he's jealous that i think i should have been captain america or any of that shit it's like no, no. I, know, I know my role he knows
0: yeah he knows that he's never been
1: and i'm yeah i was i am cap's best friend and his backup and his partner and i will be that for sam as you become the new cap and yeah yeah it's fucking great i can't bring it on i can't wait to see more
0: i can't yeah i'm desperate to see more of this one this is like by far of all the marvel shows that have ever come before and will come since well i don't know about will come since but um of all the marvel shows that have come before this is my favorite undoubtedly um i enjoyed so much more about it there are yeah like we say there were some sticking points but it's a it's a phenomenal show for yeah. what it does you know for there's so much in it that deserves respect and, under- and it, it, it commands so much more respect and understanding from what it did that it's long live the marvel sort of tv universe almost
1: yeah and just that I, I like again like as we talked about is they they know when things need to be you know what what platform to put different things on so i kind of would have been up you know in hindsight now we're talking about it i kind of would have been upset if they'd just gone oh yeah there'll be a season two I'd be like that's okay but. Like, can you not? I feel like you should legitimise him further by giving him a movie. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you yeah. were just to rather but they go, no, we we know what we're doing. We we know that this needs a lot of unpacking, so we're going to use six hours in it in, on TV to do that, and then use that as a leapfrog into a movie. Perfect. Yeah, which if I that, also
0: think they're probably going to do with um, Scarlet Witch.
1: Oh yeah, but and a lot of them. I, I, if that's like the model going forward now, is that. They're going to have these shows where they give us all the context and all the character building, that then leapfrog into these big movies where they can, you know, everything gets expanded upon. That's a great model. I'm well up for that. Like bring it on. Like, yeah, yeah. If we get a Miss Marvel TV show to give us her origin story, and then we can like jump straight into a Miss Marvel movie, great. Or She-Hulk, or Moon Knight, or whatever it happens to be. That's awesome. That's great. I think that's
0: kind of where it's going to go, isn't it? Because they did Feels say like, that yeah. there's going to be a Miss Marvel. Oh yeah. Um,
1: there's a TV Marvel, show. Yeah, she's going to be a Miss Marvel show, and then she's going to be in Captain Marvel too. Yeah. So and same with like uh, Monica Rambeau will be in Captain Marvel too because but now we know who she is and knows her backstory because of Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah. So they're using them to to prop up the films, not replace the films, which is what I was worried about to begin with. Is that it's just going to become a Streaming thing from now on, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they're not doing that. They're they no. they're gonna put they're gonna go hand in hand with one another, and that's like yeah, that's what I want.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that this is gonna be a much more effective. I think there will be some things that might stay as TV shows, but um, but yeah, I think as if the shows carry on the way they do, then they're gonna keep nailing it, and. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to keep getting some sick content on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, I think because is. we've
0: already got Loki coming up in June, mm. and then not a lot has been con-
1: uh,
0: defined date wise, is there?
1: No, not date wise, but we know that I think the next one that we will get is going to be Miss Marvel and Marvel um, War- Wars. No, Hawkeye.
0: Oh, Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye. yeah of course Hawkeye is going to be because that is introducing Kate, Kate work, Bishop Kate Bishop
1: yeah and they've got um, Haley Steinfeld playing Kate Bishop again there's absolutely yeah. no way she's not going to be in a movie yeah Um. so that and that'll be the end of the year because I think they wrapped filming on that not long ago so that'll be sort of autumn time we'll, we'll get that yeah Um. and same with um Miss Marvel I think he's going to be around that sort of time yeah um, so there's there's more to come, but yeah. In the meantime, and then the other thing we're going to have in the summer is going to be what if? Yeah. All
0: right, so I've heard a rumor about what if with oh, really? um, well not uh not a rumor, but um yeah, stay away from internet speculation because I saw something about Lego. All right. Okay. Which uh, may have spoiled a couple of things that might possibly be more so. The rumor is for anyone that is uh, might be curious. Uh, the rumor is that the next series after um, the Looney Tunes thing for Lego collectible minifigures is uh, that is going to be Marvel, but right. that they're all going to be based around what if, right? Which is great, but at the same time, if you accidentally come across a Leaked slash spoiler link or link. It includes possible spoilers that aren't often shown. So, yeah, long way around Don't look at the list if you want to get spoiled for wave.
1: Okay, fair enough. But yeah. Anyway, right. I think we'll wrap it up there. Then um, apologies yeah. for our technical dish- difficulties. I think my mic would have been will sound completely different now than it did at the beginning of the episode, basically. <laughs> um, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we can salvage um but thanks for um sticking with us uh, we'll be back there's a few other bits and pieces coming out now um nomadland is finally going to be available to watch in the uk fresh off having just won um all the oscars um yeah this year the other night uh fucking oscars I, I, yeah i'm not going to rant about that now
0: no nope, <laughs> right
1: now no um
0: wrap up the show we'll talk about it afterwards
1: yeah um so we're going to watch that we're also going to be able to watch um without remorse which is a new action film coming with um michael b jordan Jordan. yeah uh, based on tom fancy book. that's been long gestating trying to get that off the ground they finally made it and it's going to be out on amazon next week so we can talk about that um and then it won't be too much longer now and hopefully we'll be able to get back to the cinema in the uk um and start catching up on some stuff
0: Um, oh mate it's getting it's getting it's getting worse for me every day every day i go for a run i run past the cinema I know. I know. And
1: the Most frustrating thing for me is that I don't know when things are coming out. I love like planning out when things are coming out and when we can go and see oh, yeah. stuff. And looking and looking forward to movies. I don't know when anything's coming out. If it's coming out, when it's what platform it's coming out on. Can I go and watch it? Can I not go and watch it? Uh, yeah, that's the most fucking frustrating thing for me. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. It won't be long. And then Shang Chi will be out. We can go watch it.
0: We can do another Marvel. Yeah, there'll be the Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow, Widow.
1: and then yeah, we've got a trailer Is that coming out. Black Widow should be July. Okay, I think, but we'll see. Anyway, right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next one.
0: Bye then. Bye.
1: Yeah, fucking Oscars, so white. Yeah, man. Absolutely, like I don't understand. I mean, like, it. I really Good don't...
0: on Tony for
1: no, no, fuck him, no, 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 because
0: he was like, like he laid out like a um a tribute to Chadwick, yeah. yeah. So, like, a yeah, I mean, yeah, he's obviously shown his chops again, but at the same time, like, I just the fucking Oscars, man. They're just the worst.
1: Just the, it's like yeah he's a knight of the realm he's had one before and like the BAFTA was like I could almost get my head around the battle was like well they they obviously always favour British people don't they obviously so yeah. I kind of get that I go but he'll definitely get the Oscar and then I, unless and then, it's Bong
0: Joon Ho and then they just give him everything
1: yeah but like I, I, the only thing I can think about it the, in terms of the reasoning behind it is is a fucking Netflix film isn't it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and, of course and, is. and they don't want to give... They don't want to legitimise a Netflix film by giving them a big award, like Best Actor. Yeah. That's the only reason I can think behind it. Because, like, although I haven't seen The Father, I just keep seeing people saying, look, I've seen both films. Anthony Hopkins is great. Chadwick Bowes is better. He just yes. is. He's phenomenal. And he is. He's fucking unreal in that film. Like, yeah. Mm. He's a fucking man bearing his soul. It's like, I, I've never seen anything like it. Like,
0: yeah, like giving the perform uh, a performance of a lifetime whilst yeah on his deathbed,
1: literally whilst. on his deathbed, and like putting in that amount of energy and effort, and just and just fucking yeah, fuck me. And they just go nah, gives the old gives the old white guy again.
0: Yeah, because he's that- in a proper film.
1: Yeah, because he's in a film that came out at the cinema when all cinemas in the year when all cinemas are fucking shut across the world. Yeah. So instead, of, again, like, they can't, I guess they just, they don't yet, because it would legitimise Netflix as a model, wouldn't it? And, I don't know. Oh, it's politics, and it? But it's fucking bullshit. I mean, yeah, again, so... like, Daniel Kaluuya won uh, Best Supporting, which is great. Well, it's supporting. Yeah, I know. I know it's supporting, but it's still great that he's an Oscar-winning actor now, do you know what I mean? Like, he, and yeah. I, we all knew that he had that in him for, even from, you know, Get Out. It was like, fuck me, this guy's great. And, like, He'll get a, a best lead actor at some point in his career, I'm sure. But yeah. But the, the point is, like, yeah, he's got a future, hasn't he? Whereas fucking Chadwick's gone. This is your last one and last chance. That was the yeah to recognize to recognize his talent and what he did over the last few years, and you just went, nah, give it to Anthony Hopkins again. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked.